Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Daily Diatribe. Today is, well, I think it's Saturday. I'm pretty sure it's Saturday. Saturday it the 20th. It is? Yes, it okay. is Saturday. Okay, good. It's Saturday the 28th of March in the year 2020. I just got to remind myself of that to stay sane during this, uh, <laughs> this our hour of quarantine. Uh, and so there's obviously a little bit of news today. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of talk about the governor. Uh, banning certain drugs. I think the malaria drug, I think that was the big deal. There's uh, My mother shared with me today a Facebook post that's been going around. Whether it's true or not, I don't know. Uh, and then there's all sorts of other things, you know. Uh, what was the Facebook post? It was a Facebook post about a man who, I'm pretty sure, I don't, I don't know, I, I haven't read as much into it as I ought to have, but uh, he said he, has the coronav- he had the coronavirus. I'm pretty sure he did. Uh, and it's a very large political statement uh, against the governor banning the malaria drug on people who have the coronavirus. I mean, it's thought to work, but there's, there hasn't been like, you know, a full blown study done yet. Yeah. So So I was, I was kind of, I was kind of confused about it. Plus Facebook posts are a terrible source of news and accuracy. This is also very true. Thus I decided to take it with uh, a grain of salt. Uh, You, You might want to take it with a few grains. So just, just a few grains of salt. With a, pin, a pinch of salt. I'll take it with a pinch of salt. Uh, on a different note, uh, I would like to say that it's uh, we know that there's going to be bad numbers coming out of the jobs report in a few weeks. I think that's in two weeks or three weeks or so. The Bureau of Labor Statistics will get out the jobs report. And I'm not looking forward to good news. Oh, yeah, I forgot to introduce you because you, you just corrected me on the day. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, that was my fault. Yeah, yes. I, I forgot. So, yes, uh, and also welcome to my co-host. And I almost said your name, so I almost lost today's game. But, uh... You know what? I gotta I gotta stare at your name the entire time on the Zoom call, so it might happen. Uh, I do have to say, I almost did that, too, for the a very similar reason. For a very, very similar reason. And I think that what's going to happen, you know, just on a, on a similar note, uh, I think what's going to happen is that in a few weeks, I think people... Uh, because online things are starting now, I think people will get back to some sort of semblance of normalcy. You know, weirdly enough, I think this would be a great time for uh, Calvin Coolidge to run for president, you know. Or was it Calvin Coolidge who was the return to normalcy? I can't remember. That might have been hard. I'm going to have to look that up in a second. Uh, I'm actually going to check. Return to normalcy. Who said that? Was that? Was that? No, it was Harding. Darn. Anyway. It would be a good time for Harding because I think everyone wants a return to normalcy. I I would say at least. I I would believe so. So you know, Warren Harding, if you are thinking about a return to normalcy, now would be the good time. Uh, and I think that when you talk about normalcy, I don't think I think that's a good thing to talk about. Number one, because it has a different meaning for everybody, but number two. We also do know that everybody has been affected drastically by the coronavirus uh, in their daily lives, their daily activities, where they go, what they're doing, you know, even how they're eating in a lot of cases and maybe their jobs, their status of employment. And so that is, you know, very concerning to me, especially ahead of the jobs report. And I think the jobs report may send us into another downward spiral as it goes Dow Jones and S&P 500 wise. That's possible. I think that when we talk about the issues with the stock market, I think we have to recognize that it's a little bit bigger than that. We have 
a lot of people's retirements in the stock market. We have a lot of a large part of the economy, obviously, uh, on Wall Street, the New York Stock Exchange, all that. We're going to have another issue there with what's going on. How are people making money? Is the economy flowing? And I don't have a lot of uh, you know, sympathy for the billionaires on Wall Street, but the fact of the matter is, is that they control or they possess a lot of our nation's wealth. And thus, their economic security adversely affects the rest of the country if, if it's doing poorly. For example, I remember in the big crash... Uh, while he was still running for president, but in that big crash that happened while the election, the Democratic primaries were still in full swing, that little crash made Michael Bloomberg lose upwards of $7 billion, which was more than his presidential campaign made him lose. Uh, you know, made him lose $7 billion in his presidential campaign. I think he only lost $600 million. That's still, like, a lot of money, though. It's true. Like, that's, I think people forget that. Yeah, it's a ton of money, but I, I think I remember reading something that it was... Uh, it was a it was an actual pro Michael Bloomberg meme, uh, and it was after he dropped out, and it was, ha ha ha, you made me lose like zero point zero something percent of my wealth. <laughs> and then the and then the crash happened. Like, oh shoot! Yeah, the crash made him lose like a legitimate like, what is it, uh, ten fifteen percent of his wealth, like a decent amount. Uh, yeah. Additionally, I noticed a few days after that if you Googled Michael Bloomberg, he actually kept getting taller. Yes, we talked about that. Yeah, it was hilarious. First time I Googled him, 5'4", second time 5'7", and now, according to Google, I think he's 5'11", so maybe if we Google him now, he'll be six foot tall. But I'm looking it up. Uh, is he six feet tall now? Is, has Google decided that he has grown? It's 5'11". He's still 5'11", which is actually not true. Oh, and you know what? His net worth has dropped to 46. To 40? Wasn't he at like 70 like a few weeks ago? Something like that. Wow, he must have made some... Bad withdrawals or bad investments. Well, good investments, but withdrawals. Uh, or he just could have flat out lost the money. I don't. I don't remember how net worths are calculated. So it might you know be what? a lot of the stocks losing value. Bezos wins it because he he's still worth one hundred and five. Really? So he lost thirty five billion dollars. Yeah. Although you got to think about it, like a year ago before his divorce, he was worth one hundred and forty. Anyways, that's that's also true. So he, I think his wife is, or ex-wife rather, is now the richest woman in the world. Something like that. Uh, additionally, just, you know, looking back in American history, uh, I'm reminded a lot in this time of how we handled, this isn't really looking back that far, and how we handled the swine flu. Uh, yeah. If I recall correctly, I think 60 million Americans were infected with the swine flu. Some, I somewhere in that haven't honestly looked at it. Uh, but it was 60 million Americans infected with the swine flu, so a huge portion of the population. And on, on top of that, there were, I think, 22,000 deaths. I don't know how many deaths there are in America now. Uh, I'll have to check that up. Coronavirus maps. So uh, today in the United States, I know I'm going to check. Where are you? Map. I'm going to check on the CDC website. The CDC website, cases in the U.S. Oh, I, got, I actually have something to bring that up. Um, the New York Times is putting, like, county-level data for corona, coronavirus cases on GitHub. Really? Yeah. Well, this is what I have from the CDC. They say there are a total of 103,000 cases in America. That, that's probably pretty much on. And then they say that there have been 1,664 deaths. So that that currently would mean that with our 
with our death that the death rate is a little bit above one percent. I have I have something to add on though. Yes. The only people in Michigan currently getting tested are people that are worth hospitalizing. Huh. So that means there are probably a lot of carriers out there that haven't been tested. Carriers or symptomatic people that just aren't worth hospitalizing. That, that's also true, and and I don't. This is what I don't like. I don't like that the. Uh, the map right here, it has a range, actually. It says, in South Dakota, there could be anywhere from <coughs> 6 to 50k. Oh, and he just coughed. That, of course, means he has it, according to the... And I haven't left the house since, like, Pi Day. So you so you definitely just have it, because you coughed. Uh, I do remember that. Before everyone went into quarantine... He's on demand, too. If you coughed, remember that, right before the quarantine. If you coughed, everyone looked at you like you had the bubonic plague. That is so true. <laughs> yeah, it was like t- three weeks before that, uh, you know, you would sneeze and somebody would go bless you. And then, and then a week uh, on the Thursday and Friday before everyone went into quarantine, somebody would sneeze and you'd like back away. Be like, uh, yeah, it'd be like, depart from me, Satan. Uh, depart from me. I know you're not. Exactly. It was just like, a, it was like banishment. There was no bless you. There was no courtesy. It was just away. You know what's terrible, though? I, um, or it's not terrible, but I, I just found this weird is, you know, I'm, I, I was annoyed that U of M Dearborn closed. And then like a week later, it was like U M Dearborn student confirmed. And I was like, oh shoot, that could have been somebody in my class. Oh boy. That's awkward. That would be awkward. Wouldn't it? My cousin in Vancouver, like somebody in her dorm room has it. Well, that's... not her dorm room, but her dorm building. Oh, I was gonna say her dorm room. I'm like, well, that that's uh, that complicates things. That, yeah, that makes things pretty bad. Either way, I think that when we look at, you know, the way the coronavirus is going to spread, I I think I remember either Dr. Fauci or Dr. Burks or somebody saying that uh, if we could just suspend everybody in time for two weeks, six feet away from each other, then it would be over it about a month after. You know who actually said that? Who? Whitmer. Did Gretchen Whitmer say that? Yeah. Then other people have said that too, because I didn't read it from her, because I read it before she made a lot of statements. Yeah. Uh, um, on on a, this is me being somewhat spiteful. Um, you know what I hope is like a big loser out of this. Uh the entire state of Ohio. Tinder. Who Tinder? I'm fi- I'm fine with that being I'm, I'm fine with that being a loser. I I am too. I really hope that like people just don't have hookups as much after this because like. I mean, it, it, I mean, on top of being you know terrible for for society, terrible for marriage, and terrible for birth rates, it's also bad for the spread of disease. Oh yeah, because like this isn't the only virus just running around without a cure. I mean, uh, I remember that from a few weeks ago when I chose Paul Harvey as the closing kind of monologue. Is that uh. The, the, what is he, he read that, uh, not poem, but that kind of like statement or letter that he wrote called If I Were the Devil. And that was, uh, one of the things that he said he would do if he were the devil. Uh, yeah, it's very, well, people are cool with that now. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of something that, I mean, it's been relentlessly promoted by the, uh, media without a doubt. I I would say that they've been promoting it. I would, I wouldn't, people would say, oh no, they haven't been promoting it. I'm like, well, turn on your TV, go watch, uh. HBO or FX or I don't know what HBO first thing that comes to mind H- HBO FX uh, I can't even remember any other channels Netflix 
yeah, just just all of Netflix. I, I got to tell you this. Netflix adds a in a unnecessary amount of uh, lewd and promiscuous scenes to docudramas that otherwise do not need them. Uh, Wait, can you can you restate that? I totally lost it. I, I, I they they just uh, it's unnecessary the amount of uh, you know, the amount of uh inappropriate scenes that they display in docudramas for sure but you know what they're, they're trying to get people that are bored that's just how the brain works it, it is true but regardless way, I, I didn't need I it you, i sent you the file the file for what every county in the united states for the last month of coronaviruses wait did you send it to me on discord or did you send it to me on zoom or did you zoom. text it to me i sent it on zoom actually how, how do you send something on zoom oh it's- this isn't a virus, is it? No, this is straight from the New York Times website. Uh, it's from the New York Times website. That doesn't mean it's not a virus. Uh, why is it try? It, it tries to download. Okay, this is my first warning sign. It tries to automatically to download to System 32. <laughs> that, I'm not <laughs> kidding. That's where it tries to download first. It tried to download to System 32. Uh, where do I, get I mean, I just opened it. So I know it's not like a thing. Okay. Okay, it's opening in WinRAR. Okay, I I have the counties, uscounties.csv. And the U.S. states. Okay, so we have, so deaths, I'm I'm just going to, don't show again, okay. So we have a lot lot of, the good news is I'm seeing a lot of counties with zero. The second is I'm going to be uh, very picky here and note that not every U.S. state has counties. You had to, you just had to throw that in. I did have to throw that in because it's true. Uh, Alaska has boroughs. Uh, well, Alaska probably also has like no cases. That's that's also true. Alaska has boroughs. Uh, Louisiana has parishes, and Virginia has counties and independent cities. Oh no! Wait a second. They had six cases in Alaska. Twelve, fourteen, twenty-one. Where? 36. In Anchorage? In Juneau? In Nome? I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm just looking at the state as a whole. Oh. 85. 85 was the most I see on this last. If there, because... is a, if there is a case of coronavirus in Nome, Alaska, I will personally pay every Alaskan one cent. How, what's the po- population of Alaska? I'm hoping it's not that high because that might that might turn into a lot of money. 737,000 people. How seven hundred thirty? So seven hundred thirty-eight thousand times point zero one. That you're you're still out almost seven and a half thousand dollars. That that's actually quite a bit of money. That is quite a bit of money. You're just gonna have to like take that out of your retirement now. Yeah, that's seventy-three hundred. Uh given the way the markets are right now, you might not want to take that out. I'm I'm not gonna take that risk. However, uh, it is still Nome, Alaska. I don't. I have to look that up now. Coronavirus, Nome, Alaska. Alaska. So my my question then would be is if there if there are no cases in Nome, Alaska, when will people start moving to Nome, Alaska? What if people want to move to Wyoming? Maybe, maybe we'll do that. But this is this is actually the top article that popped up. Uh the Spanish flu devastated Alaska. I did not know that the Spanish flu devastated Alaska. 
Well, I mean, everybody's inside there. It says the Spanish flu devastated Alaska. This time, the coronavirus on the villages, the the fishing villages aren't taking any chances, which is what I'm hearing. Uh, so are you ready to not go back to school? I'm actually not. I'm actually a little bit concerned about that. I mean, uh, I don't actually have uh, to go back to any online classes until. Wait a minute. What? Uh, nope, I thought that was from my school, but it was a random conspiracy theory email, and I thought my headmaster or headmistress sent a letter that said, William Tecumseh Sherman, a socialist in uniform, and I thought that was from my school. And Are I was... you supposed to have, like, a very sophisticated spam filter? Uh, I, it's not good, but it's very picky. That's that's strange. It's it's not good, but it's very picky. E- either way, hey, the Cook County Jail has you know, fifty cases in Alaska, or not in Alaska, in uh, Chicago, the opposite of Alaska. Yes. Uh, I'm actually trying to. I'm looking through. You my want notes. to know something ironic? What is ironic? Cases related to the Biogen Conference in Boston. Yes. How many? Nine. Nine. 109. Imagine going oh, 109. to 109. Imagine going to a Biogen conference and then getting a virus. That is a little bit ironic. Uh we have a, a global online learning survey. Uh I don't want to take that, but I have to. Uh okay, what I'm checking this. Okay, my first online class is on Wednesday at 12:35 p.m. Nice. I'm still surprised. Did I tell you about that calc exam that I took? And it's like my first time with online. Actually, tell me this because I, I want to know how online testing works. Well, this guy basically gave you the thing and like it was a PDF and you could download it and like annotate it with um, Acrobat. Okay. Or you could print it out. And I opted to print it out because that way I could like, you know, I, I had more discretion with how much I could write on it. Oh, I know exactly what you mean. Because typing or not typing, but like writing in Acrobat would seem cumbersome at best and. I mean, I have Weird like. Weird at worst. You know how you have like the Surface. You, I, you actually, you have a Surface Pro, right? I do have a Surface Pro. I have like the Surface. I had a Surface Book, like the original, and then I I have a um, Surface Studio, like the desktop that I can write on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can write on that, but that's how I took it. Really? Um, or that's how I. That's how I could like to write on it with Acrobat. I could use. You can just use the pen and write on it. Oh, I didn't know that. I, I lost my Surface Pro Pen in the year 2016. You know, those, are like, those are like $100. I lost it four years ago. Those are $100 to replace now. I'm not. That's why I've never replaced it. Okay, but I got the new one because I had to because mine broke. I, I bought a warranty on mine, so I've broken mine three times. Yeah, I should have bought a warranty. You got to get the warranty. I'm on the last leg of the warranty, though. If I break it one more time, I don't think I... I think that's the last time. Wait, you're, you're, you've broken your Pro? I've broken the screen a few times. Actually, it's, this is kind of a question. You ever heard of the ship of Theseus? Somewhere. Uh, but it's it's that boat that they sail... It's like a, in Greek mythology, they sail all around the world, and it deteriorates, and so they replace it one part at a time, and when they finally get back to Greece, uh, every single part has been replaced. And the question is, is that the same boat? I would argue yes. So my, my question is then, or what I've questioned is that, uh, darn, I've lost, I've lost my train of thought, 
But my oh yeah, my question is with my Surface Pro, is that every single part of it has been replaced now. Um, from the keyboard to the screen, it's all been replaced at least once. If it still has the same MAC address, it probably. Is. So that's the question, though. Is that the same? Is that the same computer? I would argue yes. You would argue yes, maybe. Then, then I guess the same question would be the Cuddy Sark, which is an English T ship that just blew up, and then they rebuilt the same exact copy of it. Is that the same boat? No. But why? Because they're inherently they were built different times. Not like adding and changing things. It's just outright changing things. You're you're right, and and I just. I just wanted to get your opinion on that. Now, now that I'm finally, I finally found the Zoom app. I, I've noticed that our other co-host is joined. Now that I've looked at her name, I almost said her name, so I almost lost the game again. So, hi. Uh, sorry, I was having really bad connection, so nothing was working. And that is—is is that the story of the Upper Peninsula? Yeah, I've always had the worst connection. Oh, come on! And I, I just had time to go off. And I have bad news for you too. Uh oh. Uh, a few days ago, there was a case of the coronavirus reported in Marquette. Yes, I did hear that. So, it's Corona time. Yeah, I had to oh, do. I had to do the meme. It's Corona time. Well, yeah. So I have had a um journey. Right now, I'm on my phone, which might be terrible audio. So I'm sorry in advance. Oh, every, everything's better now that we're using Zoom. So I'm actually pretty happy about it. Good. I just had a random. I had a random idea, and it was like, "Oh, it works." Yeah, it, do, it does actually work. The audio has improved vastly, according to the according to uh, Incognito, and according to the software that I use, the Streamlabs software. Streamlabs so, loving you right now. Absolutely, for the first time. Although I tried to start the stream three times tonight, and the Wi-Fi wouldn't connect. So I think there are actually three dead videos on the YouTube right now. That makes proof problematic. It may prove problematic, and I have to I have to fix that. Anyway, what has been going on with our our third host uh, today? Because we were just talking about weird philosophical things like boats. Um, today I learned how to play euchre. You didn't know how to play euchre. I know it's a I shame. For you, sir. I thought but, all, uh... I thought all youpers played euchre. You see what see what I did there. Please, please, please don't do that again. Um, <laughs> I will do that again. I actually do not know how to play Euchre. Well, yeah, you're from the Lower Peninsula. That's acceptable. Yeah, it was just flat out unacceptable. But well, uh, now that you know how to play it, any better for, or worse? None of my siblings knew it either. Okay, that does make it better because that's the are older like, as the older sibling you had to know first. Aren't you one of like two kids though? I'm one of four. Oh, so you know part of the struggle. Yeah. See, my, my grandfather has all of you beat because he had 14 siblings. <laughs> you know, well, there you my, go. Okay, my mom's, my mom's um, parents had like 11 and 12 siblings. And they, and they came like straight from the Netherlands post-World War II. Oh, my, my grandpa grew up on a farm in New Jersey. Americans were having that many kids? I mean, apparently just, apparently just his family. I know that was, like, common in Europe, but I didn't know it was, like... Nope, they were just on a farm in New Jersey, and they were like, you know what? This farm is not going to plant itself. <laughs> uh, that is how it worked. 
I mean, you know, farm families have always been bigger. I mean, America's birth yeah. rate has just been. I mean, usually as the as not usually, but as the country's gotten more urban, the birth rate just collapses. Um, mm-hmm. But like even up until like the fifties, I think we had a positive birth rate because enough Americans were in rural America were still having like four or five kids. And I mean, the um, Amish, the Amish have like a, a ridiculous amount. Oh of kids. yeah. Um, down where you guys are, like, how many kids is common in the family right now? Two. Uh, I don't know. I'm assuming. For us, it's it's like every family has, like, four kids. Oh, no, the Upper Peninsula will soon outpopulate us. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, no, they're all going to move down here. Who am I kidding? Maybe the Uh, Lions actually get some, like, good people. Ouch. Go on. Yeah. It's it's the strangest thing since like my family has four kids, uh, my friend's family they used to have four kids, but then they adopted two, so now they have six. Hey, it's me they, too. They just needed to get the leg up on everyone. <laughs> yeah, I, I have that and, too. And then my pastor's family has four. So it's just everyone yeah. has four. Yeah, four is the median number. That's actually like, that's know. actually awesome, and it's probably it's probably good because in my in my experience, uh. Every, every child needs at least one sibling. Like, at bare minimum. It's, see, the only children are, like, are inherently set back in life since they don't know how to deal with people. And, and they don't know how to deal... I, I, would, I would correct that and say they don't know how to deal with antagonism. That's true. Relentless antagonism. But it's good-natured relentless antagonism. Yeah, see? My sister, she... um, We used to have a trundle bed. Um, when we shared a room and she always made me sleep in the front because she was afraid of zombies so um uh, her logic was when uh, the zombies came i'd be eaten first and then she'd be spared you see and I, that's just how siblings are see i said that was a compliment because it means that the zombies would be full thus implying that you were the smarter one see that's some great logic i'm, it, I'm just gonna say it. that's awesome it, it's yeah it's the logic you have to use if you if you always want to be right but don't always want to be right Look, she she did that, but then she also tries to eat raw ramen noodles. So I think there's, she had her moment. I I, I do have to say that you asked me a few days ago. You know, does your older sibling ever say, "I'm worried about you"? And I said, "No," <laughs> but it actually just happened today. Um, oh no! So what my happened? so it's Lent, so I can't eat cheese during Lent. All right. Okay. Uh, and I wanted food, and nobody was willing to make me food today, which I was sad mm-hmm. about. Uh, so I had to make my own food. Uh, How tragic. It was tragic because I had to use the vegan cheese. Ooh. And this is something you need to know about vegan cheese. It doesn't melt. Doesn't? No, it doesn't. It's weird. Oh. Well, it is not, it isn't cheese. It isn't cheese. Actually, maybe it technically is cheese. I don't know how cheese works. Like, cheese is technically just a fungus, right? I don't think so. It's like cultures, cultures and fungus. That's not how cheese works. That's not cheese. Yeah, is that is that only fancy cheeses that are mold? I no, think so. Cheese. No, fancy cheeses are mold, and I don't understand all types of cheeses. No, fancy he, cheeses have mold. They aren't just mold. And, then, and I know some fancy cheese in like Sardinia. Do you know what they do? What do they cheese? do? This is this is a great story. What they do on I think it's Sardinia, but it might be Corsica. Uh either way, in the Mediterranean, where in a place. They have big wheels of cheese, okay? And do you know what they do? What they do? They lay them out outside of the house, okay? And they wait mm-hmm. 
un- unwrapped and they wait for flies to come in and lay their eggs in them. Uh, oh, I think I've heard of that. Yep. And then they, they they wait till the cheese is full of maggots and then they bring it inside and they eat it. This is very strange. Oh. And it is called Kazu Marzu, which sounds a lot more appetizing than the description that I just gave you. See, without any context, Kazu Marzu sounds great. It's like, ooh, fancy. What is that? But you hear the description, you're like, it's it's maggots living inside of a cheese wheel. (laughs) Yeah, but you know, a lot of the times when I read about like uh, foods, I'm thinking, Mm -hmm. especially Italian foods, which are either elaborate, like some of them are really elaborate, and I'm thinking, you know. Who thought of this? Who was the first person to go, you know, like, I'm going to pickle this meat and leave it in this room for an entire eight months. And then when after that eight months is over, I am going to eat this and it is going to be delicious. I mean, who's, who, decided <laughs> to, like, that too. who decided to stick alcohol in like a container for years at a time? Uh, yeah, I mean, who just, dis- I mean, pro- I'm assuming that it was some guy who like forgot that the grain was there and it started raining and it got all damp and then he started drinking it. And he was like, oh, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but I like it. And and then he and then he crashed his trailer into one of the ziggurats and was then sacrificed to the uh Mesopotamian god. Uh did it not rain in Mesopotamia. I mean it had to sometimes or else they wouldn't be able to grow anything. That was how they had irrigation. They did have irrigation, but it wasn't like uh the only place with I w- I would call so called magical irrigation was uh Egypt. It had to they rain just, at least a little bit. It had to rain at least a little bit. <laughs> They flooded themselves annually. Yeah, I mean, Egypt, you didn't even have to, like, dig irrigate proper irrigation trenches. It was just, oh, yeah, the Nile's coming up, and it'll plant all the crops and harvest them and put them in... Not really, but, you know, it was like a... Yeah. It, was, it was a ready-built place for civilization, unlike the American Southwest, where they had to make these really complicated, the, the Hopi people. Oh, yeah, back to why my sister said she was concerned about me. I spilled <laughs> a lot of ketchup on my pants. <laughs> I was putting... <laughs> I was putting the ketchup on the grilled cheese, and I aimed the ketchup in the wrong place, and it sprayed all over my pants. You, sir, are having a struggle. Why? You put ketchup on your grilled cheese? I put it next to the grilled cheese. But with the intent of eating it with the... With I need the to cover up the vegan cheese with something. I, with I am ketchup? What, what would you have tried to cover the vegan cheese up with? I mean, not to sound incredibly white, but probably ranch. I, I would not. Ranch? I mean, yeah. like a spicy ranch or a normal ranch? Like a normal ranch. It would complement the flavors of the grilled cheese better than ketchup. Are you one of the people that puts ranch on their pizza? Wait, no. Me, me or her? Oh. Uh, her. I, I, I will actually plead guilty to that. But it only, it has to be a very specific type of pizza. What's that type of pizza? I don't remember what it's called, but it has chicken on it. Like chicken barbecue? Yeah, barbecue chicken pizza. That's the only pizza uh, I'll put ranch on because... Well, I mean, that's fair, I guess. And that, that's usually a secondary option. If there is no blue cheese, I like blue cheese very much with chicken. I, I'm going to have to disagree with you there. Um, blue cheese is not good. I did not like blue cheese either for a while, and then I started eating chicken wings, and then I was like, oh, blue cheese is actually great. But either way, my favorite thing to put on top of a grilled cheese or next to a grilled cheese and then dip the grilled cheese in 
is a mixture of tomato or not tomato of ketchup and mayonnaise. Interesting. Which what? is like a which it's a like a mock Thousand Island or Russian dressing, but without the pickles. Additionally, what? I would also enjoy what? it with pickles because not not dill pickles, but either bread and butter pickles or gherkins pickles. I'm not a big pickle guy. Nor am I. Really? Yeah. Why not? Also, pickles pickles also, are delicious. Not not dill I, pickles, I almost, but other pickles are. I almost just prevented you from streaming from Zoom on accident. How did I almost stream from Zoom? No, no, no. Apparently you can stream straight from Zoom. Really? But hold on. We're going to find out if I just killed it or not. If you killed, if you started streaming on Zoom and then ended it. No, if I just killed the Zoom stream. Because you can stream straight from Zoom to YouTube somehow. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, it was, it was in the menu that we were talking about. Well, it uh, shows that we're streaming right now. Yeah, we are streaming right now. Yeah, but um, I think I disabled it from my account because I just turned on encryption. Really? I don't know how that works. I'm just pretending. Yeah. I'm just pretending to understand anything that you just said, and I apologize. Uh, regardless. Although, hey, is my head showing up in the meeting now? No, just your left arm. No, I'm kidding. Uh, uh, yes, yes, it is. Now I'm the only one without a picture. Now I need to add a picture. I don't know how to add a picture, so I'm just gonna remain a name. Uh, it's um that we can't read. Yeah, mine is um mine is just from my Google account. I I don't even know what mine would be. Regardless, regardless, back to the food conversation. See, um. Uh, my father is uh, vehemently anti-ketchup, and in the past has called me a communist for using ketchup. Isn't ketchup incredibly American, though? I, I think so. But regardless, he calls Inherently me a communist. Apparently, it's communist because it's red. <laughs> there are blue. No ketchups. red foods in this household. But um, see, uh, he encourages for any situation where you use ketchup, use barbecue sauce instead. I don't know. But what kind of barbecue sauce? Like regular barbecue sauce. No, what's regular? Like uh, vinegar based or tomato based? I don't know. Just like the, I don't know like what the kind like we usually use is, but like it's just. um, Hey, Ed. Yeah. In the future, we can record this and then upload it. I don't, I still don't know how to do that. Straight from straight from Zoom. I mean, I could do it in the future if you want. You might have to because I don't understand how. Because, no, no, no. Okay, so you see on Zoom where it says like share screen and chat and record. Yes, I do. Click on the arrow that's part of the record menu. Okay. Record on this computer or record to cloud. Oh wait, one second. I have explain this to me afterwards because this, yeah. this is going to be a nightmare. I mean, this is random thoughts with the Daily Diatribe. This is random thoughts. This is true. Mm -hmm. That's a well-thought-out thought, though. Our viewers are going to get behind this. This meeting is being recorded. Oh, I did it. No, actually, that was me. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Uh, Congratulations, you're now on the University of Michigan server. (laughs) Thank you. I'm I'm happy to be here. Uh, It tells you. The recording has stopped. Well, I'm glad I'm glad to see that the recording has been stopped. So, if you find any incriminating evidence in that thirty some odd seconds of film, <laughs> let us know. Um, no, what, what we can do in the future is record that, and then it'll 
um, it'll basically compress itself and I'll get an email with the download link. Uh, and by the way, regardless of uh, the future, I'm going to say that in the future, the Daily Diatribe shall be changing its schedule to be more of a a semi-quad-weekly diatribe. Mm-hmm. Quad-weekly. Or tri-weekly. Or maybe even bi-weekly. I don't know. Uh, We're going to be the not-daily diatribe. The not-daily diatribe. Eventually, when society gets back to normal, we might actually end up being the weekly diatribe. Uh, but that's kind of like the good ring to it. The weekly diatribe? It doesn't have the yeah, same, have, like... Yeah, we gotta have the alliteration. We could just have, like, daily with, like, an asterisk with the, the understanding gotta, that it's, in fact, not daily. I got a better idea. What? What's that? The weekly warmongering. The weekly warmongering. <laughs> I, I think Bill Crystal would sue us. Uh, if, a, if, if a specific one of my friends is listening, then he will get that joke and complain to me eventually. Uh, but, <laughs> but Bill Crystal's that guy who writes for the National Review who always wants war. Uh, I read the National Review. <laughs> I, I occasionally have read the National Review, but I'm, I'm Bill Crystal and this guy named uh, Matt Boot. They always want war. I don't yeah. know why, but they always want war. Uh, regardless... I mean, it's not a bad thing. I mean, all the time, all the time. Let's 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 take a second. I actually just read the, that whole on war and democracy thing. So like, and it was written by very anti-war person so it had me thinking it made this war about like symmetry and warfare symmetry really basically how like the u.s must be compelled to use smart bombs to to reduce casualties but the taliban doesn't because they don't have smart bombs well that's that's true they would like by the philosophy of it they're not wrong but at the same time i was like are you serious I mean, they would definitely use smart bombs if they had them, but that would just be to scare us. Taliban would. It doesn't kill as many people. No, but they would, because then they would prove to us that they have them. That's true. You know what we have that's actually really cool that we don't talk about much? Nuclear weapons. No, this is cool. <laughs> <laughs> we have to talk about Im- our nuclear weapons plenty. An Imperial Star Destroyer. No, we have, like, this cruise missile that, like, instead of, like, exploding, it, like, ejects large like six foot long blades why whoa even like a giant canister like a giant canister shell hold on this was like i i no this thing's awesome i gotta i don't know if you can read it without being you know i'm just gonna share my screen are you gonna go out and buy one at the store is the real question probably not well that's no it just defeats the purpose it doesn't defeat the okay can you see my login yes yes i can yeah Yep, we just saw your password too. Uh, no, you didn't. Yes, we did. I didn't even see my own password. Well, now everyone is. No, not really. We're not streaming from this. <laughs> Look at that. Whoa. Who designed that and for what purpose? Somebody in the Bush administration got really bored. Yeah. I bet it was Cheney. <laughs> uh, or Donald Rumsfeld. Uh, I gotta um, say, I gotta admit, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it like has no casualties. And then if you look back, wait, it doesn't it doesn't kill anybody, but it just ejects giant spikes. Okay, it doesn't have like any collateral. Oh, that's actually really good. I, I like mean, look, that. Look, no, look what it did to that car. Whoa! I that's mean, alleged, less, okay, alleged, coll- less collateral damage is always a good thing. 
allegedly we use that to kill like the leader of the Re revolutionary guard that's uh well you know good on the designers then if it doesn't kill a lot of people this uh, is true also look what i can do now yes you can draw on the screen oh that's lovely uh i'm having like my two-year-old moment of oh whoa, I, I can draw now hmm. but i can't scroll on my screen anymore well there's always there's so, like, always it's an opportunity stream, cost during the stream we could just play like hangman that uh, would be that would be strange mostly because i would i would choose terrible water. words I, i've i would choose terrible words such as floxy knocking hilly pillification because you're a jerk that's why yeah, absolutely i mean one time for uh this is this was in third grade by the way uh no might have been in fifth grade no it wasn't it was in fifth grade well, before, you, before you give us your your um we were we were playing uh I, i'm gonna say this really quickly we were playing hangman and they said okay come up with a word and my word was constantinople you told me about that and that was great and it was fantastic um, I, I love that hey axes or o's uh i'm going to I, I, I'm just going to take... Wait, can you see my mouse? No, but you could control mine if I gave it to you. Uh, okay, so how do I do that? I just accepted all requests, so you have to, like... I don't know how to... I don't know how you do that. We're trying to... Okay, we're trying to use Zoom. So th this is a learning moment for everybody. Uh, we're streaming our learning experience. We are good. streaming our learning experience. Uh, glad you're here to watch. So I'm now trying to use Zoom, and it's going just about as well as a cactus in Antarctica. Yeah, I have an idea. How do I do this? this is how I was telling you about the uh, person with the smiley face. Yes. What if I use Zoom and we just play tic tac toe? Uh, that would be, I mean, probably a good idea. I mean, how do I do this? I don't know how to request to control your mouse. I don't know. I'm gonna see if I can request it. Actually, you have to share your screen if I was gonna try to control yours. Uh. Uh huh. You do it. Yes, I did. Waiting for Gabe. Wait. Waiting. Ah, oh. you you lose. <laughs> <laughs> I've chosen that one. Okay, hold on. That's not an O. Ah, it's my attempt at an O. You tried so hard. Well, evidently not hard enough. Uh so can I still Okay, so we 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 can both still do it, which is nice. Uh I don't know how this is going to turn out. And this is this is just very strange. And, and I, I kind of like it. Uh, I similarly also kind of like it. But that doesn't mean that it's not strange. I I, I much prefer in-person games of tic-tac-toe, where I, I do also, but where intimidation <laughs> tactics can be used. You may have the virus. Uh, I don't. I don't think I have the virus. We live in a new world. At the dawn of a new age. Online tic-tac-toe. Yeah, you just won that one. Or we just... No, it. nobody won. That was uh This is a draw. Get it? Because we're drawing? Uh... You, can, you can stop. <laughs> uh, Hold on. Tonight, oh, tonight's just been a night... Of, tonight's just been a night of terrible puns, and I'm not really sure what to do about it. It's not very punny of you. See, you, you, see, see, those who live in glass houses ought not throw stones when it comes to puns. 
Actually, you shouldn't throw stones because that would require getting out of your house, and we're not supposed to do that anymore. Uh, Yet, like, parks are full. Parks are full. Which is probably not a great idea. I feel like people need to be fined. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. You took my screen. I'm trying to... (laughs) (laughs) I have taken the hostile control of his screen. And you're holding it for ransom. I am holding it for ransom. I am ransomware. Uh, regardless, uh, what I have found out recently, and I, I, I would think about this too. I would think about this. It, it's kind of interesting. And this is on a much more serious note. Uh, I don't know why I, I decided to make the conversation more serious, but I, I have just decided to, uh, is that when people publish things and yep. violence is threatened against them, yes, the responsible thing to do at least from a the view of our republic, is to yeah. not actually stop. It would be to continue. Yes. Because recently we have lived in a peaceful, I, I, or at least a, a somewhat peaceful time for free speech, all right? Okay. So if people are not willing to take risks for free speech, then that's another issue. Yep. So if somebody if somebody threatens you over publishing or writing something and you stop publishing and or writing that thing, you're chicken. You have accepted I mean if, if, I mean especially if that person is a terrorist, you have actually submitted to terrorism then. Because the goal yeah. of terrorism although it's obviously to scare people, the goal of terrorism is to get you to stop doing what you're doing that has or that kind of terrorism is to get you to stop doing what you were doing. No matter how benign or even maybe good what you were doing was good. Like, uh, I'm thinking about the Reverend uh, Elijah P. Lovejoy in Illinois at the time before the Civil War. He published a newspaper and he said that, you know, slavery is a sin, a sin that America has committed. And, you know, we, you know, should stop doing it. And so they killed him uh, and then threw his printer in a lake. He didn't, they threatened him, they, like, nailed stuff to his door, they sent him letters, they sent him death threats, and they showed up and they finally killed him, and he refused to recant. So I think that it's important, uh, especially in this day and age, that we realize that submitting to other people's will when it comes to our freedom of speech is a very, very slippery slope. Uh, I don't think anyone disagrees with me on that. I think you would be correct with that. Yeah. I just Uh, hope the... Are we thinking never arises uh, where you have to make that choice? Yeah, I mean, hopefully, hopefully. So, are we on the weekly diatribe, the daily diatribe, the half daily diatribe? The half daily diatribe makes it sound like this is a twelve-hour stream, though. That that's not wrong. Uh, the weekly diatribe might go for that. Uh, we're still probably going to call it the daily diatribe, though. We built we built a brand for ourselves of all sixteen subscribers. Yeah. Who we value who we value very much, by the way. Uh and if you aren't subscribed, clip click the the subscriber button. And uh I, I don't know what will happen. If you do, the number will go up. Huh? Huh? And that's that's a rewarding experience, right? That's Everyone likes to click the button for instant gratification. Everyone likes to click the button. Uh, 
All right, look look what I put on the screen share. <laughs> the Daily Diatribe, a weekly warmongering, wallowing podcast with quarantined individuals. Or, even better. Intellectuals. See, I wouldn't consider myself an intellectual by any means, but I like sentiment. I am not an intellectual. Yeah, you're just a nerd. I, I I don't even know if I'm that. I, I am just a... I am a... I'm an anomaly. <laughs> Quarantined... Pupils. Quarantined pupils. Uh, we Did actually might... Like... We should start streaming from the Zoom call. I like that. Yeah. Just using this this screen. We, we'd have to show all of our names all the time, though, but I think that's fine at this point, because we've already revealed them. I mean, we could just, like... Do the screen share of mine with the blackboard. I don't know how to do that. You, you would have to figure that out. Wait, actually, you know what? It's really easy. Hold on. Um, stop. Can you surrender control of my screen back to me? Never. No, I mean, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't give up. My first, res my automatic response was never. Uh, regardless. Reflex. We're going to figure out the rest of this soon. And probably off air. It is already fifty five. I'm surprised we actually stretched the show out to be fifty five minutes. If you've stayed here I, the I, entire time, I had asked if you'd want to change it. I know. Yeah. I just I just opened the chat and I just realized that. Uh, regardless, if you stuck through the whole thing, you deserve a medal. Uh, but we will now play the closing song and do all that, all that jazz, as they say. In uh, can you wait? Can, I think you can mute us. With this, actually, hold on. I'm gonna look. Well, just just make, just make yourself. Like, I have to find a song now. I I want to see if I can like deafen you so that you can't hear us, but we can hear each other. What? I'm forgetting how to do that. More co-host, allow record, rename, put on hold. Actually, I can put you on hold. So tell me if you can still hear me. Well, I can't hear you now. But can Streamlabs still hear? No, Streamlabs can't hear you either. So now I shall play the closing music. And what is the closing music, you may ask? It will be a nice song by the Chad Mitchell Trio uh, called A Dying Business. And I don't usually actually announce what song it is. Maybe I do. I don't remember exactly what I do. But regardless, here it is. reference it's a joke song it is a joke song so keep that in mind funeral directors of america i am very deeply honored standing here receiving this token of your esteem the funeral director of the year now i've been asked by all the delegates and members of the board to tell you of the funeral that won me this award it was handled with taste and dignity. That much I can say for it. And I'm sure it will take the family 20 years to pay for it. It was a hell of a funeral. It was a hell of a funeral. The finest funeral ever booked. I had some high school juniors who passed around petunias. And Villa is everywhere you look. It 
was a hell of a funeral. I say one hell of a funeral. Oh, how I wish that you were there. I had tender majorettes doubling on the castanets. It really was a lively affair. It really was a lively affair. It was a hell of a funeral. It was a hell of a funeral. The National Guard showed up for me. And during the oration, they went into formation and formed the letters R. It was a hell of a funeral, I say one hell of a funeral, I gave it all my love and care. The band was on its toes, playing Mexican Valley Rose, it really was a lively affair, it really was a lively affair. A tisket, a tasket, tell us about the casket. I'll tell you about the casket, my good friends would make four eyes pop. It was sterling silver all around with a real formica top. Micah Top, it had a four Micah Top. Well, I'll tell you about the widow, my good friends. A widow was in navy blue with a gown designed by Balenciaga. I supplied that too. He sold the widow, widow weeds too. I ran the first funereal raffle, though I don't much like to boast. And I gave away a Chevrolet to the person who cried the most. He gave away a brand new Chevrolet. The one of myself. There were 18 jugglers by the grave to demonstrate their art. And when they was done, I fired a gun to let the hoot nanny start. He fired a gun and hoot nanny begun. I was serving beer and pretzels till the hot pastrami came. And I sold some souvenir hankies with the dear departed's name. He was selling hankies with the dear departed's name. As a fitting finale, we had the Rockettes from New York's Music Hall. As you can see, my very good friends, all in all. All in all. One hell of a funeral, no other burial could compare. It was all the lucky lucks, and I made 40,000 bucks. It really was a lively affair. It really was a swinging affair.